Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Adrian Abraham. Time now for the Mind Your Business segment. Well, how many fresh graduates do you know have chosen to become swimming instructors? Not many, but for those who do so, they have had to overcome many cynical comments and distrustful judgment. However, our next guest went against the tide to build up a business to educate Singaporeans of all ages on swimming safely and effectively. After all, swimming isn't just about speed. The duo started Swim Rape, a private swimming school guided by a straightforward pedagogy for everyone. Strike both extremes, combine both elements of swimming competitively and safely to find a middle ground. Yet this was easier said than done. Their entire you know, outlook took a year to formulate after countless hours, trial and error, and lack of income. So how did they manage to overcome all odds to start and run their own business? We have on the line Ray Kwan, CEO and co-founder Swim Ray. Welcome to the show, Ray. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, all good. Yeah, Ray, Swim Ray is a private swimming school in Singapore. Tell us more about Swim Ray, the business model, and where you coach your students. Our business model is basically we will send coaches to private condominiums or even to the uh, private houses and even hotels and things like that. So we will send our coaches directly to their flexibility and then they will conduct the lessons there. We also do lessons in public pools. So it's mostly focused on private settings. And uh, what were the gaps you were trying to fill with a swim ray? The gaps that we were trying to fill for swim race. Okay, so the whole idea is we found that back before we started, we could see that this industry was mostly dominated by freelancers. So we could feel that there wasn't a, really a school that was doing this heavy, like where the instructors are really being reviewed and being trained. So we wanted to bring a school to you approach. And that's where we started to come up with this idea that, you know, if we could bring the school directly to their convenience, then that would be what we are trying to fill in. And, uh, you know, let's also talk about how Swimray aims to help students of all ages learn to swim with their pedagogy. So uh, how do you do this? Okay, so basically this whole pedagogy that we have, the Swimray Aquatic Roadmap, it comes from our experience both from me and Jay, my fellow co-founder. So our unique experiences, like me, I was a former naval diver, and then Jay was a, is still a competitive triathlete. So from both of our, uh, these two genres, we started to formulate a plan where we, we wanted to take all swimmers through a five-step program. So mainly they will start off from just learning the mandatory swim saver program in Singapore, which is you just learn how to swim. And then right after that, we try to put them through this phase called an accident survivor swimming plan. So during this accident survivor swimming plan, what we emphasize is on the swimmers being able to react in an accident because we feel that you know a lot of times, uh, a lot of kids, a lot of adults know how to swim but do they really know how to react during an accident? And then right after that, we move on to uh, how to perfect your stroke, how to swim faster. And then lastly, we will take them to the open water where we will teach them how to apply all the skills they have learned, be it how to survive in an accident, how to swim fast, how to navigate in open water. So we hope that, you know, through our swimming aquatic road map, we can actually deliver a very complete and comprehensive swimming experience for the learner. Not just, you know, learning how to swim breaststroke, freestyle, and that's it. 
Yeah, if you want to yep. learn how to swim, uh, go join Ray and his team. Well, um, I'm sure everyone listening into this conversation wants to know how you and your best friend Jay got this idea to start Swim Ray. Ray, you were in the Naval Diving Unit during NS, but tell us about how you met Jay and the whole conversation to form this company. Actually, we were very good friends back in junior college. So we were actually basketball teammates. We stayed in touch all the way until university. So during university, we were also still very close. And then along the way, he was doing triathlon in university. You know, I had experience um, at, in naval diving unit. And then right after that, in university, we always had conversations. Like we, always say, we always talk about how we felt that there was a gap in the industry and how, you know, uh, one day maybe we could start our own coaching business. And then from there on, it just developed. And right after graduating, I think the main thing was we decided to give it a go. So both of us decided not to enter the workforce. We said, okay, let, let's just give this a go for one year and see how it goes. Yeah, so from there on, we just started to formulate and we just started to plan and just go ahead. Yeah, another interesting um, sort of aspect about this, how do you settle disagreements on the business front uh, with Jay? How do you solve these issues? Actually, honestly, we are still trying to find a very strong uh, medium. Lah. We are always still having a lot of disagreements. Even yesterday, it was still happening. So it's always through brainstorming and then being very objective-based. I think the main idea is, can we put aside whatever we personally feel and judge whether what's best for the business? But it's a lot of trial and error because sometimes it can be my choice that we go ahead. Sometimes it's his choice that go ahead. But at the end of the day, I think right after every choice, we really support each other. And that gives us the confidence to move forward. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you were a basketball teammate. So I have to ask you because it's uh, game one of the uh, NBA finals. Who you got, Golden State or the Boston Celtics? I think the Golden State could be fine today. Oh, no, <laughs> you have let me down. Now I'm a huge Boston Celtics fan. But moving on, you know, tell us about the challenges you faced in starting Swimray. I think the main important thing back then was the lack of income. So a lot of our peers was already working and getting a full-time job. So initially, with the lack of income, it was, it was quite tough. And then, more importantly, right after that, when, when the business actually started to take off, I think we had a lot of issues with how to streamline the business. Building sales wasn't an issue. I think we were pretty lucky. We were pretty fortunate that customers, clients came to us. But we, we faced a lot of issues on how to streamline the business, how to make it faster, more efficient, more productive, you know, make it a better, wholesome and fast experience for the customers. So all these things were not really taught to us in school. And it was a very tough learning process. We were spending so many hours on the computer trying to make things work, trying to see whether this process can be faster, that process can be faster. Yeah, so I think that is the main issue that we were facing when the business took off. We're in yeah. conversation with Ray Kwa, CEO and co-founder Swim Ray. Tell us some of your highlights that you can recall from your Swim Ray journey. Okay, I think first highlight probably will be our first sales. So the first time, you know, customers came to us, that was a very pleasant experience. Hey, what we are selling is actually working. I think the second highlight is probably right after COVID. After the circuit breaker, we were very worried about what happened to the business. But actually, right after the circuit breaker, that was when our business exponentially increased the most in our history. So it took off by five, six volts right after COVID. The circuit breaker, that two months break. So I think that was a highlight because we kind of turned the tide. And then we maintain the momentum all the way. Yeah, very interesting highlight there, Mr. Ray. Let's also, uh, you know, talk about swimming as a skill. You know, you'll notice that you might have some friends, I mean, we all do, who can't swim. So give us your thoughts on the importance of having such a skill like swimming. And would you consider this a paramount skill to have? Uh, definitely. I think when we formulate our syllabus, we emphasize on this a lot that it's not just a sport. The whole idea is you got to learn how to swim because especially in our phase two of our roadmap, when you're pushed into the water, when you accidentally drop in the water, how do you react? How do you survive? 
So without this kind of skills, you can die in the water in a few seconds. So we feel that it's a paramount life skill to have. Yeah, you have to know at least the basics to, um, you know, survive just in case you end up in that situation. What are the common misconceptions people have about uh, what swimming encompasses? Okay, I think firstly, a lot of people, for example, our clients, a lot of times, especially parents, they have this misconception that they want to see a perfect stroke by their child early on. They want to see everything done fundamentally very right. But what we heavily emphasize in stage one is your child just needs to learn how to swim because stroke perfection takes time. So that's why we say it's a roadmap. You know, it takes time. It takes time in our phase three because the first two stages is the most important. They learn how to even maneuver in the water. They learn how to survive an accident. So it's not about the perfect stroke all the time. Right? And right after that, that's when we start to build the perfect stroke for each child. So I think that's a misconception that we always try to educate our clients that don't think so much about whether your child can swim perfectly. What we want to make sure is that you can sit by the poolside, you can read your book, and your child can play by themselves without any coaches. That's what we want to make sure can happen first. And then after that, we make them look good in the water, we make them look like they're swimming gracefully, and that's when you take your video camera to film them. But you can't do that if you, you're worrying all the time whether he can even survive in the water. Exactly. Well said, Ray. Before I let you go, of course, going to put you on the spot. Let's talk about the future of Swim Ray. What are your plans for Swim Ray in the near future? And do you have any new classes or swimming clinics that you've got for Swim Ray already in the works? Yeah, actually, uh, what we are trying to do in the near future is the open water swimming clinics for children. We're actually pretty held back by the COVID measures that just relaxed recently. Uh. So what we wanted to do was to make sure that all our kids, you know, after they finish all the four stages in the roadmap, they can all come to Sentosa, East Coast, and then we will hold open water clinics for them to actually really practice all the skills they have learned in the open water. So that's something that we hadn't managed to really done for kids on a large mass basis, like holiday camps and things like that. Yeah, we've been in conversation with Ray Kwa, CEO and co-founder Swim Ray. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.